0: We are living in a world where we are overstressed, overworked, overmedicated, and we're allowing anxiety, fear, and depression to run our lives. It's time we take a different kind of prescription to help remove our pain and get us back to living with the energy, focus, and enthusiasm that we all want to have. Every week, I promise to bring you education, strategies, and deep discussions that will help you become more resilient and eradicate stress-induced depression from your life. My name is Ryan Caliguri, and welcome to the Resilience Prescription. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep, or he'll literally drop for like 20 minutes, sleep, and keep running. It is savage. Or his feet are so blistered, his knees are sore. 300. He's like, hey, how many miles is that? No idea. Man. It might even be longer than that. Like his races are, it's a three day race. And he races three days. Well, there's and those, there's like those 100 minutes.
1: mile races. That's.
0: I think it's actually I say 300 k, but they probably said mile. What is that? Two hundred and sixty k? No. Let's see campaigns. You race. No, one hundred sixty k. It's a two hundred mile race. It's over three days. Yeah. Yeah, that's craziness.
1: Yeah, they like they have, they carry tents on their back and they like tent for like an hour or two and take a nap.
0: Yeah. All right. Want to kick this thing off? All right, let's go. Mm. Alright. Are we going to get this in No, keep it in there mate. Keep it in there. It's fine. That's all good. What's going on everybody? Rolling, sorry. Yeah, it's all good. we are rolling for a little while. Uh, welcome back to uh, this episode of Brain Jiu-Jitsu, episode 11. we got uh, a condensed version of the Brain Jiu-Jitsu crew. We've got uh, the three amigos here. we got Arlen at Arlen Gray on Twitter. Myself, Ryan Caligiuri, Cut the Crap Show, Creature J. My man, Enrico De Tomasis. And, uh... Yeah man, trim all that fat, <laughs> especially, especially the big fat that usually sits here, eh? Right? I, oh, no. yeah, I, I know, he's going to see this I afterwards. I love you <laughs> guys, I love you, I swear to God. <laughs> uh, Sean, James, Steve, not here, but uh, we still roll through with this thing and uh, today's sponsor, Shot in the Dark, I'm looking forward to this one. They won a silver medal for the uh, best wine and uh, what was it, the World Wine Festival. Ooh. So, life has its ups and downs. It can be both brutal and beautiful. You can hold yourself away to avoid life's pain, but then the beauty seldom finds its way in. It's only when you attempt to go where you cannot go, or do what you cannot do, that you can achieve what you are truly capable of doing. Sure, you might tumble, you might fall, so what? Take a chance. Go away out on a limb, dare to try, even if it's just... A shot in the dark. <laughs> I love that. I love this. I'm already I mean, feeling this wine. They you for that. I mean, well. They might. Yo,
2: yo. Send me the check yeah, afterwards. It's all good. Anyways. Good
0: I'm looking forward to trying this one out. So it's going to be a good one. This guy goes to Niagara Falls, brings back some wine, teases us on the, on the uh, chat. He's like, guys, I'm going to bring back some Niagara Falls wine. Super excited. Comes in, forgets his bottle of wine. So all we got is one bottle today. Unbelievable. Nah, cheese. Yeah, he brought you? cheese. It's okay. balance it out. All right. So this week we're uh, going to have a conversation about something I believe everyone deals with at some point in time it's why do we not do what we know we should do I think there's so many different reasons that we could think about that as to why that is but that's kind of one of the discussion things that I want to have today like talk about ourselves talk about others talk about maybe what's going on in your head that prevents you from doing the things that you know you should do that you're not doing what do you guys think what do you think? What, what brought this topic? The reason why this is Bro- mine and what, what do you think is the answer? You know what's funny? Actually, the reason why I, this topic came about was it um, comes down to working out. I was talking to some of my clients and I'm, my clients, what I do with Create Your Aid is I, I, I'm pushing them, trying to get them to take action and even when I say, I have this three strike rule in Create Your Aid where if you don't do what I say three times, you're out Generous. and I fire you. And generous, he says. I love One that. You strike. hear that, everybody? Generous. One strike. One strike. <laughs> nice glad, guy. Glad he's not a coach. <laughs> Tell you what, man. So I give, give him three tries. And uh, if, they do so, if they don't if they do follow my instruction three times, they're out and they can't work for me for a full year. So they're literally fired. It's happened before. So uh, two days ago, uh, it was maybe three days ago, whenever he came up with the topic, um, guy knew he had to work out. And he asked me the question. He goes, I know what I have to do. It's so easy. I gave him a 100 burpee challenge. So my challenge was, he doesn't. he's so busy, extremely busy CEO, doesn't have time to go to the gym, um, has very little time. He goes, I can literally carve out maybe like half an hour in my day to work out. I'm so busy. And I said, you, you're not making the time. Half an hour is good enough. I said, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to activate one of the four pillars of resilience challenge. I'm going to challenge you to do 100 burpees and I want you to set your timer. I want you to just get a benchmark of the very first time you do it. Tell me how long it takes you the very first time you do it. Perfect. If it takes you 21 minutes and 43 seconds, great. Tomorrow, I want you to do it again, but this time I want you to beat it by one second. So 21 minutes and 42 seconds, the day after that, 41 seconds, the day after that, 40 seconds. Every day I want to see improvement in you and every morning I want to see a picture of you sweating your ass off and I want to see the picture of the timer to show me how you did. Every morning I get these things. And uh, some mornings, I don't get it from people. When I don't get it from them, and I know they're working out in the morning, I will literally text them and say, what the hell happened? What's going on? Well, I'll give you an example. This guy right here. He's been doing the burpees for whatever. He sends me this every single morning. He sends me his timer, sends me his, his whatever, his, his, his animated gif or whatever, you awesome. know what I mean? So this guy's been doing it for 90 days straight, his 100 burpees, the guy lost like 35 pounds. And he's like Shit. literally- just, just burpees? Just burpees, guy. That's it, like, like tuck jump burpees at the same time. So he started to incorporate some more difficulty into it. The man has been dedicated on that for three months straight and he's got great results. You don't have to do that much, there's not that much. He did it in 14 minutes and he's sweating his ass off. So this guy that I'm working with, he's like, I just, I know I should be doing the burpees, but I'm just not. I'm like, guy, strike one. You get two more strikes to go. Like, I'm keeping you accountable here, but it's so easy. I'm like, two strikes left to go. He's like, I know, I know, but like, what's the psychology? Why is it that we're not doing what we should be doing? My answer to him was pain. You're associating more pain to doing this than pleasure. Tell me why you should do this. He didn't have enough reasons why. So why are you doing this? I don't know. It's, it's good for me. It's healthy. Not enough. Give me more reasons why. And that's the reason why, that's one of the reasons why I think we don't do what we know we should do. Is that we don't give ourselves enough reasons why we should do it. Show me the man or woman who has enough reasons why they should do something and they will find a way to make it happen. If you don't have enough reasons why, you're never going to find out how to do it or you're never going never to push yourself to do it. Does that
3: make sense? Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you think it's just the number of reasons though? Like some people just have one reason that they feel so fucking passionately. Just burning, this is this is my you one might be thing yeah. to do. I don't but I'm just I'm challenging you because I, I don't know the answer to that question, but I I think it's the same, you kind of touched on it, like they don't really know that they should be doing it. Mm-hmm. They don't see the benefit of doing it immediately, and they don't feel the uh, the pain of not doing it does that make sense I think it comes back to kind of the but pain and pleasure though. thing but they do though so this
0: guy in particular I paint a picture for you um, I got a couple clients with type two diabetes this guy's type two diabetes almost going on insulin like very very close he's changed his diet up and his diet's been 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 clean but he's not working out I'm like you gotta start working out man like that's a module about working out and how exercise actually. Helps to eradicate and remove or, or, or help to deal with stress induced depression. Uh, I don't know if you've read that. Um, yeah, he, yeah. So there's a lot of that in this module. So he knows the at a molecular level why he needs to do it. But he also knows that, listen, like if I go on insulin, my position is going to get worse. Okay, and what does that mean to you? He's like, well, fuck, I don't want to go back on insulin. So I didn't do enough job of getting leverage on him, in my opinion, uh, mm-hmm. as far as convincing him as to why he needed to do it. So After I thought about it and I left him on the call because it was one of those like doorknob comments where as he's walking, as he's kind of finished, he's like, hey, hold on a second. I got to tell you, like, I haven't been doing my workouts recently and, you know, I figured, okay, we'll talk about this next session. Next session, all I want to do is associate so much pain to not working out that there's no choice in his mind. He has to work out. Do you not realize that if you go on insulin, like you're, you're losing control of your health? What does that mean for your daughter? What does that mean for your son? What does that mean for your wife? What does it mean for your energy levels? What does this mean for your future? Your longevity? Um, Like I gotta convince him that this is not working out creates more pain and working out creates more pleasure.
3: That's where I'm saying I think I disagree. I don't know how you can convince someone of that. They have to feel it. There has to be something internal in him that feels that working out is good for him. We've all felt it and we've made that connection for whatever reason, but I think I wrote down immediacy here because I think that's a big thing. Even though he knows all of this, not working out means insulin. He's read all the studies, this is a proven thing. He doesn't really internalize that Mm. formula. Mm. A plus B equals C. In his mind, it's like, well, it's just like what I said with, I'm not wearing it right now, my Oura Ring, whatever tracking I do, it's super easy for me to read any study that says, 198 out of 200 people with this problem will get this disease and say, I'm probably one of those 2 I'm good, you know? But until I have the hard facts and data in front of me, or I've felt it, I can't deny that anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a bit of that. And it's the same thing with, um, um, what is it called when someone gets out of jail and they end up going back after? Not like the reoffending act. Is it recidivism? Recidivism. it is. So the rate of recidivism is higher the longer the sentence is delayed from the actual crime. Does that make sense? And it's the same yeah. with kids. With Sierra, when she has a problem at daycare and they tell me about it a week later, I'm like, what do you expect me to do? i oh, sorry, what do you expect me to do at this point? Whatever I tell her is not going to sink in. There's no connection between the actual crime and the punishment. So for a lot of people, there's no connection between the negative shit they're doing and the consequences of that negative stuff. Mm-hmm. The chips that you're stuffing your face with you don't feel the effects for like 30 years. It's super easy for I you know. to say, well, it's probably the environment or right. the chemicals right, that right, they right, put right, in right, right. healthy food or it's my genetics. I had bad luck. Yeah. There's so many things that you could just write off as it's not that important. Same with working out. The positive effects that you feel, I mean, some people are lucky enough to get that kind of like runner's high or whatever it is, mm-hmm. the endorphin rush. Um but a lot of, for a lot of people, like how long did you have to just fucking push through that discomfort before you started seeing your muscles grow a little bit? still got to do Get compliments, that. feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. You, you still, still have to do it, even though now you've felt those positive effects. So I think a lot of people, they just don't really internalize it. It's so much easier to go towards your comfort when you haven't yeah. felt that.
0: like, I don't know. It's 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 really difficult for me to to understand. Like I, the way I understand that is this guy, I, I try to simplify it as much as possible. And you guys can debate with me on this, but I do believe that by asking him questions, not telling him, but asking him, having him answer for me. so. Let me like kind of role play. If if you were the guy, my client, who wasn't working out, who's saying, oh, "I just don't know why I don't do what I what I know I should do," and I ask him, I say, "Okay, well, what happens if you don't work out?" What are the consequences? What are the consequences You working out? And, and and ask him and have him but internalize it. be able,
3: it. able to re- recite a whole list of? Does he actually feel that connection? Yeah, can, he could can
0: recite a million. <laughs> so you're saying <laughs> that he you're saying that he he would be so driven to comfort, and there's so much pain associated to working out that he would even lie to me to like... No, 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 not yeah. lie, but
3: he knows what 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 to say. It's, it's like, I can recite all of the things that I are... Mean, even it. in my own life, I can recite things that I know that science is whatever, but do I really, in my, you know, self of selves, in the deepest, darkest places, believe that? Do I really feel that that is the the truth like yeah. this is these are the negative effects of me not working out I could rattle off to 100 negative things of me not working out but again like in the I'm a smart person I could justify yeah. that you know what it doesn't matter like sean who would sit here and be like mine over matter you guys just have to whatever like <laughs> is that really just a smart person justifying their own delusion I don't know man whatever you want to I call still
0: it. think that if you implicate
3: enough pain in someone you'll do, like I'm so, I'm so pain yeah like, I'm,
0: I'm I'm so about that like I truly believe that if I can convince somebody enough that your current mode of of of, of moving is um, is associated with too much pain, I believe I will get them to take action. Follow right, through. Right. So that's like spurring them on. Yeah, yeah, But what's going to create that habit? That's where I think I will I will have to literally hold him accountable yeah, yeah. and your accountability officer, like the whole thing of like if you hit strike two, you got one more strike. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. Uh, it sucks that that has to that it comes to that. And I don't know how else but to motivate you. But this is so people.
3: funny because you're the person who took, for a personal friend of ours, the opposite stats, where it's like you can only, you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink. You cannot plant that seed of motivation <laughs> in, another, in another person. You know the person that we're talking about. I, I 100% about. know exactly what you're talking how about. How accountable are we all trying to keep that person and how many times have we all in one way or another preached the, the harms of... A certain continuing their their way right. yeah this would be like the perfect case study for yeah. why does a person not do what they know they should do right yeah. like so I, some- I really i hope you're right because you've said this more than once where it's like you can you can somehow plant that in or you can at least i don't know if you can plant it but you can water it i do believe that you can help that seed of motivation grow mm-hmm. but i'm not sure how it gets planted in the first place mm. I, so here's an example with with that that friend that we were talking
0: about. Um, without going into details, obviously, don't implicate the the person. I think that with that one in particular, we told them what to do, what to do, what to do, and told them why they should do it, why they should do it. Did we ever ask them for that person to tell us why they think they should do it, or implicate pain with them, or do we just preach to them? I feel like personally, when I was sitting around listening to conversations that we were drilling this message into their head, but I don't know if it was being received. Mm-hmm. It was just, psh, psh. but did we actually sit down and, and ask them a question? James brought this up last week where it was great, where um, when he's trying to understand his kids and he's trying to discipline them and he's trying to get through to them, he just asks questions, asks questions, asks questions, is patient. I truly believe that if you ask enough questions, people will go in their brain and find answers to things that they didn't even think about. So how good are we at asking questions? How good are we are we at implicating pain? I. Have a feeling that if we want to try a different experiment with that, that friend, and instead we started to ask questions, say like, what happens if you just keep going down this road? What happens to your life? What happens to this? I think we've asked some of those exact questions. You think so? Yeah. Man, I'd love to like run run an actual experiment on it, you it's know? To try to but here's the thing too, is that there's no foolproof way. Because here's the deal. You cannot change unless you want to change. So here's the thing too. If if I can't get leverage on this person, if they're just like, you know, I want to get in the program because I wanted my business to be to be good. I didn't realize health was a part of this. I didn't realize diet was a part of this. I don't give a shit about my health. Then there's no chance that I can help this person. <laughs> yeah. right? You cannot yeah. help people that don't want to be helped. Yeah. Like, how often, how often do you guys see this? Like, where you work with somebody or you see somebody and they want help, but they don't truly want to change. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just- all, all the time. And that's my challenge is, when you're working with people, they know logically what to do, there's no shortage of information today, especially today, man. Google whatever you want to do, like, how do, how do, how do I lose weight? There's no special way to do it. Drop down and, and honestly, drop down and give me fucking 20, or give me 100 burpees. Like, you will lose weight if you're consistent enough. But people don't do it. They overcomplicate shit, and in their mind they're like, fuck it,
3: too much pain, I'd rather just sit here, eat chips, and die a slow death, as morbid <laughs> as that might sound, you know? like. Uh, that's interesting. So your opinion is that they just don't—they don't associate enough pleasure with doing it and enough yeah. pain with not doing it. That's awesome. That's kind of. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. I just don't think they know that they should be doing it. When we're looking at it from the outside, like why do why do they not know? Why do they not do what they know they should be doing? Yeah. You might recite that person might recite a hundred reasons why they know they should be doing it, but I'm not sure that they. Yeah. Feel that they internalize should internalize it. it. Yeah. So give me an example
0: where in your lives you guys felt that same way and how did you get over it? And maybe use a different example than working out. Where in training? your Yeah the out, outside of Outside every day. Seriously. Like outside of training yourself. Give me an example in your lives where you knew you should do something that you didn't do, but that eventually you ended up doing it. How did you get over that? Because I this the reason why I want to talk about this because I think that we all deal with things like, whether it's doing your taxes, you're like, ah, oh, I shouldn't do it, but why are you doing it? Well, I don't want the tax man or tax woman to be coming after me and, uh, and, and, and auditing me or what have you, so I'm gonna do my taxes, why? There's more pain associated th- than pleasure, so I'm gonna put it off the last minute. It's, we yeah. can talk about procrastination. Here, make it easier. What is last to me procrastinate on something? Whether it's a something as simple as? Often. I think it's human, yeah, of course. I procrastinate all the time. Give me, give me an example something you know you should have done but you took too long to do it or you put it off
1: oh just daily daily organization of my business that i'm just like
2: eh. yeah let's go
1: out for
0: dinner <laughs> instead of doing it yeah. yeah and why do you do that instant gratification yeah hundred percent. yeah i'd rather go i'd rather go yeah. do this despite the fact that but despite the fact that you're like oh well it's going to help me out if i do this but it's not that painful because you're like well i'll do it tomorrow yeah as long as if it doesn't Right. right to you spiral yeah. like that yeah.
1: but and, yeah tomorrow's like well i gotta work so yeah so i guess i'll do it do yeah. it tomorrow then but, and uh, no that's the that's the first thing that comes to mind um just business related stuff yeah business related stuff uh just little little projects i'm working on yeah uh
0: yeah it, it can wait until tomorrow i want to do this instead so then how do you get over procrastination because eventually you do it um how do you beat that that crossing you know? is it what do you think, what do you what do you call it then
3: just just Putting it off, no. It's just, it's a lower priority. It's just not. So it's not procrastination. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's not something that he has to do. Clearly, except from the fact that you're running mm. a successful business without doing it, right? Right. Right. So you know how you yeah, know I, you know how much space and yeah, leeway you can give yourself. I know. I know. I know. I
1: have a lot of leeway, but I know getting it done now will will allow me um, a lot of
0: uh, freedom mm. in in the near future, but. Um, it's kind, of, it's kind of, but you're right though. And like, Ooh. no offense, it's a shitty example, guy. Shitty Ooh, example. example. You're, you're trying. You're trying. <laughs> no, dude. He's like, procrastination. Uh, I gotta pick something out of my ass Ooh. here. Uh, business stuff. Uh, like, pick up sticky on. notes from staples. <laughs> but you know what's funny though? But, but to, to your point there, you know, have you ever heard of the urgent and important matrix? Mm-hmm. Right. So that thing right there probably was like not urgent, not important. So I'm gonna go to dinner. Right, because I'd rather go to dinner. Mm-hmm. If you had something that was urgent and important, you'd probably be like, guys, uh, I gotta finish this stuff later. Uh, I'll come out to dinner later on with you. You would more likely do that because you've actually done that before and we've seen that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have the, the urgent and important, the urgent, non urgent non important, uh, important, not urgent, and then not urgent, not important, right? And you, got, you essentially break up your day, break up the tasks into those four things. I do that all the time. And it's either you do it, you plan for it, you delegate it or you trash it and that's that's actually how I run my day a lot of the time so I know what to do in my day so I can avoid procrastination because one of my biggest things was not valuing my own time and not realizing I had you know 1440 minutes in my day and I didn't realize how much I was wasting minute by minute and once that time has gone man you ain't getting it back Mm -hmm. so I started to run my day more accordingly where before I would start my day in the morning kind of limp into it go to the gym you know get my coffee have my breakfast and then kind of limp into my day and then plan at that point point. and uh, man at that point my day was littered with like procrastination and just wasted time now I set my day up the night before so that I might I know exactly what I'm doing the night before urgent and important matrix I line everything up and put everything in my calendar that way it like helps me avoid procrastination like I literally have to put systems in place to keep me on point so I know I will do what I need to do. Do you
3: always do what you need to do?
0: Oh, no. Not, not. <laughs> so a, what causes you to not do it? Disruption in my day. Today was an example where one of my clients, it was a, uh, I had a meeting at, uh, he, he asked me, I had a meeting with him at two, he goes, can we bump it up to one? I said, ah, yeah, okay, I'll bump it up to one. So I tell my other client, I'm like, hey, can I push you to three? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'll push you to three o'clock. I'm like, okay, perfect, thank you so much, right? So my, my one meeting's from one to two, I have time to drive Or one to 2.30. Um, guy goes from what, 1 o'clock, uh, I'm waiting at, uh, at the, the coffee shop, 1.15 rolls by, I'm like, where are you at? One thirty rolls by, sorry, on my way, I'll be right there. Rolls in at one forty, and I'm like, guy, what are you doing? Literally wasted my day because I'm sitting there and you know, I, I can't get into a flow stick because I'm sitting there waiting for him, I'm like, he's going to show up any minute. So I'm sitting there literally wasting time and I'm like, fuck, this is baneful of me, shows up at one forty. And I'm trying to be respectful because I know what this person's going through in their business. I'm trying to be empathetic. So then I'm like, I could be an ass and I could tell them, "You have 20 minutes. That's it." That would be an ass. I know. Or or or, or, I, or I just take this one on the chin and say, "I'm going to give you your
3: full hour." so yeah, I don't think whatever. that's that's solution. You could have could have still just would have been straight five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I you could have just still given them the 20 minutes, but told them in a more polite way. True. True, I didn't though. Yeah. I took it on the chin. You're fired. I did I took it on
0: the chin, and then it screwed up my whole day, right? Mm-hmm. Like my, my day after that, I was like, okay, well, I told my client that you know I had to do this, that's why I was working when you got here. I was trying to like try to rush shit in. So now I'm gonna work out I'm gonna work out later, I'm gonna go to sleep later, and disrupt it disrupted my whole day because I, I I I tolerated that, right? So do you look at that as a bad decision? Mm-hmm. No, today, yes, if I can maintain it in the long run.
3: But that's what the person who doesn't do the burpees might say. Today I had something more important. For you, that was being a good person and giving that guy the benefit of the doubt and all that kind of stuff, which in the long run was probably a good business decision as well. For this person, that might be spending an extra half, that half an hour that he delegated to burpees his kid busted into the room and whatever, and he's like, oh, I know I should do it. Mm. Like, it's it's a nuanced it's thing. Okay. It's not that simple to say that I know I should be doing it, and that's the thing that I'm gonna dedicate this time to do. Right? Do you think of, do you think it's too harsh, then, to, to say, that, like, I force a lot of people, and I, I worry that people lie. No, 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 I, no, I don't, they, don't think it's too harsh. You don't Sorry. think it's too harsh? I don't, yeah. because I think that's the line that you have to take, like, for me, I do what you do, where I'm like, I set it up where if I don't do that thing, like, I have to make it yeah. simple. If I went in my day, Discussing it like I am with you right now. Like, did I regret that? Like, I wouldn't get anything done. I would be second guessing every decision that totally. I make. So, to make it very simple, I eliminate the alternatives. This is what I need to do. Like, we talked about, yeah. I keep going back to working out. Let's meditate, whatever. Anything that I do every day, it's not a question of if I'm going to do it, it's when I'm going to do it. And I need I like to that. structure my day that way because if I start debating, is this more important than that? It's yeah. easy for me to justify not doing that. I just need to do. I make know, it black and white.
0: I've used that. Make I've used that before, actually. I've used that exact same thing, and I—it's I, one of those seeds that you planted in my head that will never leave. Um, when it comes to working out, because there were some days where I literally looked at my calendar and I said, "Fuck, today I'm not working out." Yeah. You planted that seed. I don't know if it was in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or if it was outside. I think it was outside of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We were just talking to dinner, and you said it's not a matter of if i work out it's a matter of when i need to seriously look at my day yeah. and figure out when i'm going to work out like it's there's no question i'm working out today and that kind of like no nonsense mentality has completely disrupted uh, my ability to procrastinate like it literally did because it's just there's no excuses i've made the decision that i'm going to work out today Come hell or high water, I'm gonna find a way to fit it in. Even if it's at the end of my day, at 12.30, at midnight, I'm going to the gym still. Mm-hmm. You know? Like That kind of philosophy has really helped me. As simple as that was, has really helped me to essentially cut the bullshit from my life, and cut the whole bullshit of so my, my own excuses. right? Yeah, and why was that so simple? Like I never actually told you that before, but that simple philosophy of, it's not a matter of if I work out, it's just a matter of when. I'm gonna find a way to fit it in my day, it doesn't matter. I don't know why that simple, I don't know what you call it, philosophy even, made such an impact on me and now I don't miss my workouts unless it's an
3: off day because I think it's like I said it's getting rid of the the gray area and we have to do that in our own lives otherwise that there's there is room for nuance and gray area in every decision and discussion that we have so to let that uh spread is to like i said it's, you could talk yourself out of anything i could talk myself out of absolutely anything it's and everything right and then there's that whole decision fatigue thing that we we're talking about like you only have a finite amount of no's to say in a day i can only say no to so many donuts and so much junk food and so <laughs> many like bad ideas to go out and party before i'm just like i was pretty good today yeah i'm gonna treat myself to whatever you know like there's there's a certain amount of fatigue from making all of these decisions, so the more that I can automate, the less I have to think about and decide every morning, the better, right, so, um, and even the, if it's not if I'm going to work out, it's when, even if I could get rid of the when, if I just know when I wake up every morning, if I had an ideally a consistent schedule, when I wake up 6am is my workout time and I can structure my day that way, it's just, that's out of the way, I know I got that out of the way and and then the people around me, my family respects that that's, you know, my wife. She's supportive in a lot of those things where I'm just kind of like, well, you know, that's my time to whatever, right? Yeah. Like, um, And I found I always find this interesting, when we were out at the restaurant here at Hearth, um, that waiter waitress who was a vegan who came up and I was giving her a hard time about it, <laughs> yeah. but I noticed people who have very strict diets, not people who are doing it for health reasons, but people who are doing it for religious or ethical or whatever, um, vegans, and I was talking to a Muslim woman who was not eating pork. It's just, it's so funny how they could just be like, Oh, yeah. I just don't do it, you know. It's not a big deal and whatever. But that same woman I was talking to last week, she's like, "Oh, you give me cake, and I cannot help myself." Blah, blah, blah. I was like, <laughs> "How are those different in your mind? Like you have made a decision. Just this, this is off of the table. That it's not even a thought to me, but like." the other thing it's it's a battle that you're struggling with right and she tried it before and i'm like you admit it's delicious like you love to smell of bacon it, it's delicious the one time you tried it but for there's something that's kind of just taken that off of the table it's the coolest thing because they, i i this is what i think i think
0: they associate it to their identity it's who i am
3: i yeah. am i am a that's vegan. what i
0: mean about feeling it that person has to like that has to be who you are and why are they a vegan though they probably told themselves enough reasons why on their own subconsciously like they probably, I mean. probably watched a couple. They probably watched a couple PETA videos, or maybe they've 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 had this influence with their parents or, they felt or their friends or fucking they internalized it. It became so, who they are. That to me is the most powerful thing, in the fact that how can you turn that on? How do you how play you with your brain to take advantage of it? Yeah, man. Like, how do you learn to do that with your brain in order to actually start to feel something? Where you're, for example, for us, I think um, we're very privileged. We have said, said this many times. How do you make yourself feel like you need to achieve more? We've talked about this before, where, where, where I want you to feel like you should contribute more beyond your, 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 your nine to five, so to speak. You yourself, I'm not gonna talk about specifics, but you yourself, there's something you need to do in your life to contribute more to this community. Why have you not done it yet? Why are you procrastinating? This is your <laughs> session, guy. We're gonna talk about this shit. We're gonna hammer this out right now. But honestly, like, you don't have to tell your idea because it's an amazing idea. But even with yourself, like because we, we we both know what that idea is, why don't you do it? Like what, what? What holds you back? I'm working on it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it, man. Strike one. Strike one, man. I, Two more strikes, you're out of BJJ, crew. I'm sorry, man. Fired.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, no, you'll give me five strikes. You're soft. I am soft.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strike twenty-one, guy. But by the time you get to twenty-five, yeah. you're out. Yeah. I swear to yeah. God. <laughs>
3: so the last chance. I, I love you, guy. You're in. For me, it's uh, a lot of health-related shit that I know. I Actually, more recently, it's interpersonal. But. um Like, get more sleep. Prioritize my sleep. I know that I should be getting eight hours, or even let's call it Whatever you call it, whatever the science and all that bullshit says, I know I should get more sleep than I do. Why don't I? I don't know. In the moment, Mm -hmm. even late at night, like, I will make the decision in the moment, like, "Ah, I'm good with six. Like, let me just keep doing what I'm doing right now. Tomorrow, Arlen will pay the price. Arlen right now is good. example. That's something I'm struggling with, too. Get more sleep. Sleep. Yeah, and it's something I prioritized. Yeah. You know, got the ring, just, the aura ring just to... We're working on it, it, but I think it's slow, you know, it's not overnight, but uh, it is it is definitely a constant battle. Like, no one is immune from this. Everyone yeah, well, feels that. Yeah, That's like, the thing too, I, I do believe
0: this as well, so uh, I'm not gonna bullshit you and then say, like, I've been perfect. Like, the when, for, uh, it's not a matter of, of, of when, it's if. Um, days where I was traveling, of course. And, and traveling, and I had a whole bunch of stuff to do, and I'm like, literally, I, I, I could have done it, did it, but I didn't do it. Yeah. But the way I look at this is that if I'm staying consistent, 99% of the time, whatever, 95, 90% of the time, 80% of the time, I'm doing damn well. Hell like yeah! You know, like I'm gonna fall off. That's called being human, and that's where I asked you, like, am I too harsh on my clients? I don't think I am because they, I literally told them commit for 90 days. That's sure. it. Just commit to the, the program for 90 sure. days. The workout, not the entire creature, but the, the, the whole workout challenge. Do for 90 days and tell me how you right. feel at the end of the 90 days. They're they committed. They're like, yeah, I'm in and a part of my growth phase is understanding like people will fall off yes i understand that my whole goal is i hope that they don't fall off and yes i'm not am not a some sort of like draconian Animal where you know, I got the flu. I don't care drop down and give me your 100 burpees like I'll understand you know Yeah, for sure. So I'm not gonna just oh you didn't do it. It's, it's unacceptable. It's called being human, you know you, you know all of us have the have the ring that helps us understand our sleep and yet we still fall off Why don't we do it? I think it's human, but at least we're aware of it. We're trying to be more cognizant of it
3: That's a big thing. So when you talk about how so I don't know if you asked this question But how do you take advantage of it? How do yeah. you solve that? For yeah. me it's like um being receptive to the messages that life is giving me and i know that sounds very woo woo. i don't mean it in an esoteric <laughs> way but kind of taking advantage of you know i can't remember what that bias is called but you bought a yellow honda civic and all of a sudden you're noticing yellow honda civics all over the, the roads that's, that's like a human it's like a the reticular activity system that. That it's in the brain. programmed in our brain that's how we're wired i try to actually take advantage of that so hmm. um I mentioned how recently it's interpersonal, like a lot of what I know I should be doing is when I have those thoughts about a friend that I haven't talked to in a long time or someone that I really value, like taking a moment to pause and literally pull out my phone, even if it's just to send a text or make the phone call or whatever, that's life telling me, that's my life telling me that I should reach out to that person. Mm. The experience that I shared with you guys just before we started recording, that's another reminder in my life that I Uh, need to take advantage of those moments. So it's not like this is some... I don't look at it as divine intervention, whatever, but I am being receptive yeah. to open my mind to the possibilities that these are these are lessons that I can draw from, yeah. you know? It's there either yeah. way, but now I'm looking for it and I'm taking advantage of it. So that's how I overcome the doing what I know I should be doing, is just open your mind to the possibility that there's something initiating yeah. you, or moving you in that direction. Man, I love to I, do I, it. Yeah, I it. I love it. where you're going with it happens that, Happens more man. and more. I love where you're going with that.
0: I, I believe that too. And I've shared my philosophies with you guys. You guys know like, my philosophy. is not a setback. to set up on my other one, which I didn't create, Marcus Aurelius. Um, life doesn't happen to me. It happens for me. I truly believe that. Like, I'm starting to incorporate that as actually a foundational um, philosophy that if you are a part of Creature 8, you have to believe two philosophies. Number one, it's not a setback. It's set up because it's going to force you to look for the positive from every negative. And life doesn't happen to me. It happens for me. Meaning that you're not a victim, and that that the game is rigged for you to win. Yeah. So you, you will to start you to so you will start to see things as messengers to you, whether whether it's a negative circumstance or, or whether it's something that's not so favorable. Um, you will look at every circumstance of your life and say, "Oh man, like what can I learn from this?" There's a reason this is here. There's these little messengers that are coming in my life, whether it's a friend saying something, uh, a lyric you heard in a song, some dialogue you heard from a movie something you saw from a stranger, a billboard, whatever it is, there's messages all around us. And how you choose to interpret those messages to set your life up, man, that's powerful. And It's
3: a win-win, right? Like totally. someone could look at, I don't care if someone looked at me and said, well, that's, you know, you believe in this divine being and I don't believe in it. Okay. And then the scientific person could say, "Well, you believe that's just your r- r- whatever you called it, I'm not like, Activating system. That's just that. That's just, just, it's a bias that all humans. I don't care what the reason. It's like the placebo yeah. effect. I don't care. Totally. It's just like it the message of it. Make yep. make good yeah. with that thing. Yep. And use it for better. Right. So I don't know. I don't care what it is, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't even care what. It to is. Understand it or explain I, it. Just I, I use
0: that shit all improves the time. my life. life. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like it, it, it works that way with me all the time. Where. Um, and I, I, I know that the brain is this magical thing that we don't quite understand yet. Like, like scientists, like my sister, neuroscience, was, she was just in town. You know, she was talking about this latest research they're doing on the brain and how these, these, these parts of the brain they just found recently and they don't even know what they do. And they're literally studying it to see, like, what does this do? Like, they have no idea. And so that's what I mean. Like, we just have no idea how to use this thing. But the whole thing of what you focus on, you get more of when I was starting out my program, I literally was like, how do I do this? And I was obsessing about thinking about it, and I started getting messages everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, old stories that would come up from my mind that happened like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Um, Things from books that just stood out, a title from like a movie or something. I was like, this is a great idea. When I was in New York, I was getting ideas, just walking around, and I was like, yeah. I was open to the different ideas that helped me, support me in the direction I was going. So, does it come down to just making the decision to say, this is where I'm going on, this is what I'm focusing on. So if my client has decided in his mind to say, I've set a goal, my goal is to get down to 180 pounds, to not be on insulin, I've made the decision, I'm committing to this, and it's human, it's okay if I fall off once in a while, I get it, but this is the decision I'm gonna have, and this is what I'm gonna achieve it by. Um, making the decision, I think is really important too. decide. Yeah. To make the decision, say this is this is what I'm doing, this is who I am. Um, and ident- creating an identity out of that to be a story to tell yourself. Like, listen, if you if you just went bankrupt or if you're overweight, listen, my story is I fucked up. I fucked up. Um, I spent too much money. I, I got myself into that. I fucked up. But you know what though? This is my comeback story, and I'm writing the story. I'm the main character of my story. And now I'm going to be you know working out, you know, and, and I'm going to get myself back in shape. Oh, man, like, I spent so much money, I got I got out of shape, I fucked up all my relationships, whatever. What story do you tell yourself? Who said that? Sean said that to us, I think, be the leading actor in your movie. It was was a Oh, so was it, kind of of it Rogan? Shape, yeah. Oh, that was Rogan, yeah. yeah. So, that whole thing of... Uh, of you to you're broke, you're out of shape, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. blah. That's the start of your movie. today. Yeah, is, yeah 100%, cool. like the, picture yourself with cameras on your movie. Like, Identify yourself as the main character in your movie. Create yeah. that identity, be like, you know what? I'm going to change my life around. And I want to be a shining example for my friends, for my family, for my community, to show them what what's possible. Yeah. It's so funny because there's so, we've talked about like six or seven different ways to try to convince yourself to do something that you know you should do, whether it's, just making a decision, associating too much pain, uh, thinking that the world is there to teach you lessons. Like, do it.
3: Just do it. Just be <laughs> Thank you, Nike. Like <laughs> Just that simple. I tell myself that all the time. Just stop being a bitch and making all these excuses and don't overthink it and just start and all that kind of stuff, right? Do, do you think that's what happened in... I America? don't think it's... In like Nike at the boardroom table one day, where they're just like, "Listen, a
0: lot of our customers—they're buying our shoes, but they're just still fat. Like, I don't know what to do." The CEO's like, "You know what? Just, just fucking tell them yeah. to do it. What just fucking do it." And they're like, "That's marketing gold right there, boss. What the fuck is? It? Just fucking do it. <laughs> just go do run. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna shit them out of here. Just do
3: it." And the guy's like, "This is gold." Yeah. We came, I wonder I, if that's yeah. how it happened. I don't know, but like, <laughs> probably. I don't is. know. Leverage whatever strategies you need to leverage. Just do it. You know, like. When I when I sent you guys that that campaign thing, I was like, that's not going to work for everyone. That's not no. going to resonate. Seeing this guy carry 150 pound rock Just up a mountain, like watch a video for 15 minutes. But I was getting out. That worked for me, and I'm like, I know what gets me fired up to do the things that I know I should be doing. Know yourself and leverage those things. Just do it. So like for for us, like why do you think I, I, like we've always
1: like we we're talking about associating working out with pain, right? So it's like, well, I don't want to do that. It's going to cause me pain. I won't be able to walk for three days. Like for us, we've always just like, I love that feeling, I'm addicted to that feeling. I love to be sore, right? It's like a sense <laughs> of accomplishment. But it came after time though, it, it came after time. It's, it's a masochist, yeah. A, it's a sense of accomplishment. It's like, it feels good. So, has, has there been a time where you, like felt like, why am I doing this? Why, why? No, never never asked myself so, why, yeah. All the time. so why all the time. Why, the time. why, do, the time. why, why I
3: do I, I do I, this? Yeah, again. I love it, I, I love it. it. You know what, I think it starts from, Loving the f- I don't think loving the feeling comes first, it's loving what that pain gets you, like more p- more pain, more gain, I wouldn't say no pain, no gain, but generally the things that you sacrifice more for give you way more pleasure, okay, you know yeah. what I mean, like yeah. there's more payoff the more that you sacrifice for things, so eventually it, you just start understanding that connection and then it just becomes about the actual journey itself mm-hmm. and then you just, I think it's because of what it allowed you to get initially, I don't think mm-hmm. it's like you always love the pain. But you know, he's, got, he's become addicted to it though.
0: And there, there might be something there literally, like in his brain, where when he works out, he works out like oh, a madman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. now he works out like a madman, so he feels the pain, but at the same time he feels the pain, his brain's getting overloaded with chemicals that are saying yeah. like, oh yeah. man, this yeah. is a good thing. And so he's associated the pain to the pleasurable feeling, and he's yeah. like, man, this feels great, but I am sore as a mother, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. but, but like, for, I for took my like, body
3: here, I'm doing what no one else is doing, I'm yeah. pushing it, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff is just.
0: And, but, and what, that's, that's his identity, yeah. that's your identity. Yeah. So you've formed an identity of yourself where it's like, I'm a savage, I am a savage, I work out harder than anybody else, I, I look at Everyone to this gym, and I'm like, I'm gonna work you guys under the table. That's your identity, so well, you yeah, take pride in, that. in the mirror
3: right now. So this is me. <laughs> you're
0: right. You're right. Wow, you do know me. I think I know you a little bit, just a little bit. But it's true, though, man. Like that's like it is your identity. Like you yeah, take I, pride I, 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 in that. I 100 take
1: pride in that. I was just about to say that. Um, but like, you know, we, we talk about mental health and resilience and and being mentally strong. And for me, like, I just associate, I associate physical activity. To a major contributor for that for me, so it's just like I I, I feel like everyone needs to do some type of physical activity. Every day. Sure. So I a hate believer. when people say I don't have time. There's none. Oh, you don't oh, understand. I have kids and like, it's an excuse. That, that's garbage. Results it's, are it's, excuses. man. you got excuses. Excuses. You did that.
3: You've been doing that for a lot longer. Like your life is a little more complicated now than it was even then. For most people, their lives are complicated now. Yeah. Like it's hard for them to start, right? Yeah. So how like. I think I think people are. Um,
1: I think people think like, oh well, I gotta get a gym membership. I gotta do this. That's like an hour and a half. I gotta oh, drive there. Oh, and I gotta like, drive so
0: there and get I, ready. I it's for two hours. I think for one, the yeah, average yeah, yeah. person
1: overthinks it. Yeah, because that's true. You could do an amazing workout in fifteen minutes. <laughs> just at home. start yeah. with with nothing, nothing just at jaw-ty. all. Like just a chair. Yeah, you know, like you, you don't, don't need even anything. A chair, you know? Yeah, you don't need anything. But uh, so I think people overthink how simple it is to actually get
0: started. Mm-hmm. Um, and how then I think difficult like, it is to get started. But he's saying how simple it is because well, it's just like literally all oh, you have to do is just move. Yeah. Like sure. Yeah, like yeah. I can literally yeah, sit yeah, here yeah. right yeah. now in half an hour and sweat my ass off. You don't
1: like, need you don't need money. You sure you you, you know. Mm-hmm. A pair of shoes would be nice. So you're thinking people overthink things too much. Yeah, how much how, how much, to get how stuck much they in actually need to like, okay, well I I gotta buy a gym membership, I gotta do this, right? Time to get there, you know? it's it's super simple. So like how, how to get how to get people to just you know just act take yeah, just just to get action to realize that thing. i love like this delay of gratification
3: simple. thing you know like and that's what i'm really trying to instill in sierra is like you have to be willing right now to sacrifice your current pleasure for greater later mm-hmm. present pleasure mm-hmm. if you can instill that early like that applies to short-term so pain for long-term pleasure right that yeah, applies man. to so much right and fortunately i don't know like most people I, I would hope can think of some example when that's worked for them whether that's investing money you know what i mean mm-hmm. like compound interest whatever it will that's like that's a that's like a foundation of everything, the principle yeah. of everything in life, sure, yeah. everything compounds over time so I think for most people they just have to think back to an example of where that worked and just apply it to everything in their life, yes. whether it's working out or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah, that's a good example too. Yeah, um, I, I mean, guess even so with investing,
1: something like that, right? Because everything, like oh, good stuff
3: gets better with time, money. whether it's yeah. relationships or wine or mm-hmm. investments or working out, like it takes time and you'll see way more benefits later for a small sacrifice right now. Mm-hmm. So. Fortunately for us, maybe that was working out, but I think a lot of people have. And as long as you can think back far enough to some example, maybe that's enough. So it's crazy, it's like New Year's resolutions, right? Everyone decides, they
0: made a decision, so it kind of like shits on my point where it's like, maybe you just have to decide, that's it. Well, people decide that, you know, in December, they go buy the gym membership beforehand. They decide, okay, honey, we're gonna go to the gym after work, we got our meal prep done, we got our plan. This is the year, baby, we're gonna do this, exactly. And they go to it, and then come February, they're just like, "Yeah, this fucking gym thing sucks." Like, that's so common. It's almost cliche now. The New Year's resolutions, and you go to the gym, and I hate the gym. And from January to February, because it's brutal. But literally, from January to February, it's it's crazy. But as you start to go on, you start to see less and less of those people. And it goes back to like, "Oh, here's all the regular people that I see all the time, and all those people aren't here anymore." My
1: favorite time. Oops.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. So again, it's like the people out there who been chronic New Year's resolution failures, you know, start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. Again, why do you think that is? Like, I'll use me as an example. Uh, I was lazy, like going back years ago when I was like, okay, I'm going to set this, not a New Year's resolution, but I was like, okay, literally July 1st, I'm going to start working on this, what's going to happen. Then I allowed life to take over, right? You can't allow life to take over. You literally have to run your day or your day runs you. And that's what I found helped me the most and that's why I brought that idea before where I'm like literally the night before I will plan out my day and instead of limping into my day, I will plan it out because I've learned very early on that a philosophy now that I believe is either plan your day or your day will run you, right? Run your day or your day runs you. That's it. So now every day when I look at this, I'm like, okay, how do I ensure that my day doesn't run me? Because fuck, that makes me feel so um, weak, makes me feel so unproductive, it makes me feel shitty. So I don't want to feel shitty anymore. So I got to take action. So I run my day. I honestly believe that people get off their New Year's resolution because they want it. They know they feel shitty about themselves, but they resign themselves to a life at home, watching Netflix, and not doing it because I just believe that honestly, they 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 don't have enough reasons why. They don't have that philosophy of like, listen, it's not a, it's not a matter of, of if I work out; it's a matter of when I work out, and they don't plan their day accordingly. I think that maybe. Does it come down to the fact that maybe we're just bad time managers? My client that I use at the very example, where in the opening example there, the reason he didn't work out was because he was too busy. I was too busy. No, 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 you're not too busy. You didn't. He's like, I didn't have time. No, 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 you didn't make time. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Right? You didn't make the time. Make the time. Run your day. And I know that time management is such a fucking issue that I battle with. I'm going to battle with forever. I'm trying to figure it out. I've used different tools, different programs, different approaches. And I still find that like I can get better at time management. Like I don't know how you guys are, but I truly believe that a big part of why we do what we do and why we don't do what we don't what we know we should do is because maybe we're just bad at managing our time. Sure.
3: Priorities, yeah. I would say. Priorities. Yeah. Yeah. Managing our priorities. Yeah. And a lot of people don't think about it in those terms, right? And I've I definitely struggle with that too. But my priorities change as well. So how I manage my time, it's like an evolving thing. Right? So I was gonna ask that actually. So that, that's something
0: that's super cool that I wanna understand. Like how do you guys manage your time? Myself, I manage my time using, as funny as it sounds, I use an app called Nozbe. So, um, David Allen, uh, getting things done. He believes that you should don't use your brain to hold on to information. Your brain is best used for processing, yeah. not holding on to information. I yeah. So. Write everything that you have to do down on a catch-all list. Don't hold on to anything, because you know what happens with the day where you're like, I gotta go here, I gotta go, I gotta go pick up dog food, I gotta go pick up cat food, I gotta wash the car, I gotta change my socks, I gotta cut my toenails, oh, I have to do my taxes, I have to talk to this client. Like, If you hold that all in your mind, chances are you're not gonna get it done. So sure. get it all out on paper, like literally vomit out on paper, and then from there, prioritize. What, it, what, what is urgent, what is important? What do I need to do today? And literally figure out what you have to do today. That time management program has helped me, so I use an app called Nosebe, where uh, it's literally um, like the getting things done method. And so I, anytime something comes to my mind, whether it's like, oh, I gotta go for an oil change, I'll put it in my phone. Everything goes into my phone, and I look at my my massive priority list, and the night before, I will put a star. Okay, I'm doing this tomorrow, I'm doing this tomorrow, I'm doing this tomorrow, this tomorrow. Then I go to my calendar, and I will literally look at my calendar. I'm like, okay, where do I have my meetings tomorrow? My Creature 8 sessions, okay? So I'm going to put this here, this here, this here, this here, this here, this here. And my day is literally planned the night before. So if you guys are like, yo, you want to go for lunch? Uh, That's why I'm like, I literally can't because I did not plan that ahead of time. That's why it's hard for me to do that. But, but I will make concessions. So if I don't have a meeting, and it's something that I have chosen to do, I will literally decide, nah, I'm not gonna do this because if I have a meeting with a client, I'm holding that meeting. Sure. But if it's something I've decided like, I have, um, um, honestly, I will skip the gym to go to lunch with you guys. If it's something that is like, I am I am my own accountability officer, I will put it off to go and like do something with my boys where I haven't done it. I'm gonna find more pleasure in that. Again, as long as it, you're smiling, stop
3: smiling. Oh, what you're are you laughing? laughing at? Because you're, ta- you're playing both sides of the, the, the fence. I, I
0: am, but I'm not because, again, if I can run my day ninety percent of the time, and and, and allow, yeah. If I can run my day ninety percent of the time, and be consistent with that, then I am allowed to have that cheat I day. See, you know see, what I mean? See, yeah, that, that, that cheat thing. So for example, if you work out like a dog, man, go enjoy that cheat day. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like Dr. you're you're allowed. Yeah, no, you know like it's funny. It. Like, like what is it? Uh, uh, Terrell Owens. He's still working out. There's a video of him literally working out on the football field, doing like fucking drills, and he's sitting there like eating eating McDonald's fries, and I'm like. That looks so bad, but honestly, the man can afford to eat McDonald's fries because he trains like a motherfucker and he probably eats so clean 99% of the time. Go ahead and enjoy those fries. That's how I I look at it. So anyways, back to my question, how do you manage your time? That's how I do it. I get everything out on paper. I use an app called Noseby. I prioritize my night the day before and I will literally prioritize my day based on the to-do list that I've created. And then I wake up in the morning and I know exactly when I need to wake up, why I need to wake up, and I'm driven because I'm like, I have all this shit to do and I got to do it. That's how I do it,
3: right? But how do you guys run your day? Kind of the same. I, yeah. I use apps for everything. What kind of apps do you use? Uh, my calendar is business calendar. I'm an Android guy, not iPhone, so my mm-hmm. calendar is business calendar 2, I think it's called, so it does the bars. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like when I'm working, it's a big green bar. Mm-hmm. When I have a personal event, it's a blue bar. And so I can see at a glance on my month, not just my day or my week, but like there's big gap here so i know i can ask the boys what you guys do cool. for lunch or whatever um, so my calendar is the foundation what's on my calendar um, is a commit i'm committed to that either it's an event or an appointment or just something that needs to be done on that day at that time next comes my to-do list and for that i use to do ist which is an app to do is to do it yeah hmm. i use kind of the similar uh, david allen's getting things done method so everything is categorized into different lists same thing i just get all of it out of my brain if there's a time associated with the task, that means it needs to be done at that time. If there is just a day associated with the task, I find I'm more likely to postpone those when we talk mm. about because they're very low priority to me. So it's like, this is something that I have to do. I generally will schedule it on a day because I don't like to have tasks with no due date, um, but it doesn't necessarily like need to be done. If it does, there would be a time associated with it. So right. calendar, tasks with time and then tasks that don't have time. So if I've crossed off. Free block in my calendar. I've done all the things I need to do for that day, for time at least. Free time is... I need to I need to kind of budget some discretionary time. Like I need to budget my wiggle room in there. Yeah. And uh, I know that even with Elena, she's been critical sometimes where it's like it doesn't... I, I've done where I've like budgeted almost every minute and it doesn't hmm. leave enough room for spontaneity and for me to just explore different shit. I can't yeah. plan for everything and I don't want to. So... I found that too. me yeah. it's like a bit of wiggle room is good. Uh, but I do agree with, for me, like it's all electronic and I like to get everything off my, yeah. out of my brain. I like the idea
0: there where you said you, you do, um, actually plan in or you, you put in time like for wiggle room. Yeah.
3: I, I know that sounds not, of, it's like you're, you're planning your spontaneity. It sounds counterintuitive. You, mind, you have to, right? You, like, you, you have literally to have to. Just- to. This yeah. is discretionary time. It's like money. You can't, you might budget every penny, but a certain amount of those pennies are going to be budgeted for whatever the fuck you want, right? right?
0: No, totally. And that's something Sorry. that I've learned where when I struggled, struggled, uh, structured my day in a format that was too structured, it was just asking for reasons to be broken. Yeah. It was like, it's literally oh. too structured. Why? Because I didn't plan out that, as funny as it sounds, but it's, it's being human, it's like, oh man. I didn't actually plan out that I was gonna go make coffee. Seriously. Or I didn't plan out that I was gonna go to the bathroom and it was gonna take me 10 minutes in the bathroom. Like, oh, what am I doing? Like, literally, it's like, then what I'm doing is I'm, I'm making myself dissatisfied and it's almost like too much where I'm forcing myself to, to do this and I'm, I'm making myself dissatisfied. So I've actually had it. So it's like, listen, like, as if I've, I've come to the terms where it's like, here's my time that I'm gonna do stuff. Once that time's gone, that time's gone, yeah. and I'm okay with that, right? Sure. Like, I'm okay with that, as long as if I'm roll prioritizing the time. Yeah, roll with the punches, man. Like, don't hold yourself so accountable. That's what I'm worried about, that people are thinking, you know, maybe, oh, wow, these guys are just rigid. maniacs, yeah. so rigid, I, I don't live my life like that, I can't live my life, no, it's cool. I literally scheduled today to do something, and I didn't end up doing it, because I made the concession to go sit with my client, even though he was 45 minutes late. Right. I'm, it's cool, well, but, I'll schedule
3: tomorrow to do it. But in that moment, you're not like, there's a there's a thin line between renegotiating and like giving yourself excuses like you know what I mean like yeah I'm renegotiating my priorities is this in line with what I'm trying to do long term then I'll allow that thing that I had planned to take second string here yeah Um, and it's the same like I said my priorities change all the time that's the one thing with time is you you don't get more you you have the same when someone says they don't have time that thing was just not important enough for you to put in your schedule or make time for Yeah. If it's important, Mm -hmm. you're gonna bump the other things. Everyone has the same amount of time. You can't tell me that you have time to work out, but I don't, we have the same 24 hours in a day. So that just means that there's other shit in my schedule that I value more than working out. Why, I don't know, but it's changed. Like when I had a kid, when I, you know, even right now with building a house, I'm like, oh, there's certain things I have to take. My meditation sessions have gotten a bit shorter, even though I don't want them to, I'm still like, I'm not compromising on if I do, it's just going to yeah, work within the confines of my minutes in a day.
0: Hold that thought for just a second. There's something in this guy's office here. I'm going to grab it. It's something about time management and Kevin Cruz. Literally, give me like a few
3: seconds. I was going to ask about yours when he was here and make a joke about how you're still working in the stone age with a hammer and chisel. Or do oh, you, yeah. Are you, still, are you doing that? Uh, n- I failed with the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
1: I failed with the electronic to-do list. I was doing it for a while and I just wasn't working for me. Uh, not fast ca- enough with it. No, my electronic calendar is great though, so I literally put everything on my calendar and it really works for me. Um, it's like even for example yesterday, so I decided yesterday that next week I'm for sure going for a float. I don't know when, but I mean I could pretty much get in for a float whenever I want. Um, and how do you so keep I put track it. of all those things that you're like, next week I'm doing this. So I put it, I look at my calendar and I see what's open, mm-hmm. and I, I scheduled it for two different days, and then in a couple of days I'm going to lock,
3: Take one, of those in. I'm gonna lock one of those in. That's really smart. That's like something that I learned at work where I was like, we have to have these meetings for a progress in, in the course that I'm working on, and uh, I was like, I don't think we need to anyway, but... Someone made a good point where she's like, we schedule the meetings if we don't need to, it's way easier to cancel than it is to book it if we do need it, mm-hmm. right? So you're kind of doing the same thing. Schedule the time. If you don't need it, take it up. Mm-hmm. I like that. So uh,
0: I had this guy on, on the uh, on the podcast, I don't know what episode it is, just Google Kevin Cruz and cut the crap show, but uh, he wrote a book called The 15 Secrets Successful People Know About Time Management. And so the CEO wrote this up, and, or printed it up, and put it in his office. So I figured it's timely, so we should actually read it out Is that that book sure. you did? Yeah. Uh, you did this one on your podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's go to the 15 reasons, or the 15 things, 15 surprising things ultra productive people do differently. Again, this is by uh, Kevin Cruz. He wrote the book, 15 Secrets Successful People Know About Time Management. Number one, they focus on minutes. There are 1,440 minutes in every day, invest every one of them intentionally. That actually goes back to your investing philosophy of uh, every penny has a job kind of thing, right? Every minute has a job. And
3: intentionally, that's a key word there. Intentionally. You were consciously making the decision about how to spend it. You're not floating through your day. Which is exactly what happened today. It was like I was intentional and say, i'm going i'm not
0: going to say you have 20 minutes i'm out i I, I intentionally decide okay i'm going to put this off is it urgent is it important No, it's, it's urgent or it's, it's important but it's not urgent so i can leave it to tomorrow right number two they set daily priorities so identify your most important tasks and work on them for two hours each morning i like that so it's kind of that brian tracy philosophy of eat that frog you know this you never heard of that You have a big to-do list and on that to-do list is you have to eat this frog, this fucking disgusting ass, like warded up, toad, it just looks nasty. If you sit there the entire day thinking like, fuck, I gotta do all this shit, God damn, I gotta eat that damn toad today. Like you're literally gonna be thinking <laughs> about that damn toad. That on the to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's an example, what? man. It's an example. So he's just Brian what Trace. What to-do like, list are we talking about <laughs> here? I don't know, man, some freak. So Brian Tracy's is like, literally, eat that toad first thing in the morning and get it out of your way. Do uh, the hardest uh, job man. first thing in the morning. And that way it's like, okay, now the rest of the day's a breeze, because I tackled the hardest thing. The whole thing there is literally he's trying to create this imagery to, to paint the picture of do the hardest thing you have on your to-do list first thing in the morning, get it out of the way. So so that's what what been a frog. Yo, never eat not a frog once. <laughs> yeah, like,
3: Not once has it ever been eat a frog.
0: That's a good book by the way. That's a yeah, good book. Nice Number three, they don't use to-do lists. Throw away your to-do list and sched- yeah. instead schedule everything on your calendar. Hmm. So okay. we all know this, right? Don't work by to-do list scheduling your calendar because you know if you have a to-do list of five things, well, you didn't schedule out how much time you're associating with those yeah, five things, so calendar it out, okay? Number four, they beat procrastination with time travel. Your future self cannot be trusted. Love what can it. you do now to make sure your future self does the right thing? That's that's why the night before I will literally counter love my that. shit out so that I don't fuck up the next day and be your like, Your future oh, self my right can't now. be trusted? I love that. Your future self cannot be trusted. But be kind to that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. be kind to him. He's so. a nice guy. Number five, they make it home for dinner. There will always be more that can be done. Time block your priorities and end the day guilt-free. I love that too because at the end of the day, it's like if I don't get shit done, I'm not going to hold, uh, before I did. And then I realized that it, it was more detrimental to my psychology than it was helpful where I was like, fuck, I didn't get that shit done. I knew I had to get that done. And, ah, I'm not enjoying being in the present. Instead, I'm sitting here in my mind being like, fuck, I need to do this, and do that. I didn't get this done. Then it ruined the present. And I ended up kind of just through analysis being like, wow, it's is this helping me or is it hurting me? It's hurting me. So I love that. It's almost like having self-compassion for yourself. Surpr- uh, ultra-productive people, they make it home for dinner. There'll always be more that can be done. Time block your priorities and end the day guilt-free. I like that too. Guilt-free. Number six, they use a notebook. Nice. Capture everything in your notebook so you mi- so your mind can stay carefree. Move to do's to the calendar. I use my app. right? I use Nozbe. So anything I need to get done, I write it down. Same thing. David Allen's getting things done philosophy. Number seven: They only check email three times a day. Don't let email or social media interrupt your flow. Schedule time to read and respond to email. That's one I've I've got better at. Yeah, it's that one is still something I struggle with. Yeah, I've always felt I've always felt the need to respond to my
1: clients immediately, Like, like just as a text, and I'm just like, you know, I thought like.
0: Oh yeah, it, it just, it'll make me look like a better businessman if I can answer this text. You know, and, and and now, because it's a part of your identity. Yeah. People are like, "Wow, you respond so fast. You're so you're so like timely." And you're like,
1: "You're right. I am." Now when I don't respond <laughs> in eight hours, I'm getting another email. Don't know if you got my email or not. It's
0: <laughs> like it's been eight hours. It's yeah. true. I got all five. You're yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah it's Three a.m. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, but how you train your clients, or how you train your family, or yeah. your friends. Um, people were used to me responding very very quickly and then I got very busy and I sort of scheduled my day so I literally cannot look at my phone because I'm not gonna be rude if I meeting with my client I'm not literally gonna be sitting there texting while I'm doing that so I don't respond anymore so strike. now so yeah it's definitely <laughs> a strike son of a bitch but um, what happens is um, because I respond to these guys so so often when they text me now and it takes me a while they're like hey are you mad at me is everything okay yeah like that I'm like, no no, no. I'm like I'm just busy I literally had to retrain them to like realize that yeah I'm, I'm not prioritizing my email and text messaging as often as I do, and literally I'll come back like you guys even know this where at the end of the day I will text you guys at like midnight because I will refuse to look at my text because it's 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 huge I'm not going to sit here and read like a 73 text string thing I just don't have time mm-hmm. to do it so I'll do it at the end of the day when I uh, have time to do it. Number eight, they avoid meetings at all costs. Don't hold meetings. If you have to, keep them short and make everybody stand up. I love that because stand up. stand up or the Steve Jobs walking meeting <clears throat> the 15-minute stand-up meeting is, is amazing there's some companies out there that even do meetings in planks so like let's freaky like like new age kind of companies where they're more like hippy-dippy hippie kind of thing okay we have uh, plank meetings everyone get in your plank and the reason they do that is because listen you're gonna be in this plank for as long as this meeting lasts so make it quick you know I like that and uh, yeah. that's that's one where it's interesting because people are trained how to have meetings how do you book meetings in fifteen-minute blocks, half an hour or an hour. <clears throat> so if you have a fifteen-minute, people call it a stand-up. Half an hour, it's just a quick, quick meeting. An hour meeting. So what happens is one of one of my mentors, he would always say, "I don't want to um, use up all the air in the room. There's there, there's so much air to use. I don't have to use up all the air in the room. Meaning that if I booked an hour, if we solved our problem in twenty-five minutes, I'm not going to find a way to make a discussion to use up the whole hour. And that's fucked up. Where like people who are watching this, you know that if you book an hour-long meeting. And you've solved your problem in twenty-five minutes. You have thirty-five minutes left to go. People don't end the meeting. Mm-hmm. They literally, they literally hold situations it up like that. Yeah. It's it's so that's common, man. So common. because they yes. want that gratification of just oh now I can relax
1: and have a fun conversation. Or
0: people feel like oh wow we didn't we didn't do enough. Why because yes. well, well, well we, we did, did we did we discuss everything we should have. This meeting ended too early. It's fucked up, man. But that's the way it is. So mm-hmm. I I literally get caught in that loop all the time, and I need to actually get better at that because that's something that like. Hey, if I schedule an hour meeting, I have half an hour extra myself myself. What else can I do with this half an hour? Yeah. Number nine, they say no to almost everything. This we talked about before, where you used to start saying no to people, like people that you want to hang, that want to hang out Mm -hmm. with you, and you just got used to it. Every yes is actually a no to something else. Say no to everything outside of your goal areas. Love that. Yeah, man. It's huge. People pleasers out there, it's tough. Like, man, like I, I I know that I have um, people pleaser tendencies. So it's hard for me to say no to people, but actually saying no to people, it, it, it is empowering. It's literally like I'm taking control of my day and um, I just won't do this because I don't have time for it. It takes training almost like to, to get used to saying no. Number 10, they followed, I love this one. They follow the 80-20 rule. 80% of outcomes come from only 20% of activities. Identify the 20% and ignore the rest. I love it. That shit's awesome. Burrito principle. Yeah, man. That shit is so important because um, so many people, entrepreneurs, freelancers, uh, solopreneurs, people who are running their own businesses, they get so caught up in like the day-to-day minutia of what they need to be doing. It's a solopreneur. So entrepreneur is somebody who's like, in my, this is how I define it. Entrepreneur is somebody who, who created their own business and hires people. Mm-hmm. Solopreneur is like somebody who started their own business like myself, where I'm one person, one person only, and I'm not looking to hire people, right? It's just, whatever. I've never heard the word before. Yeah. yeah makes sense. So uh, I know that a lot of these folks, they, uh, they, they need to prioritize business development. They're not, creating, they're not creating a new pipeline of clients. Why? Oh, I got this to do, and this to do, and this to do. This right here, follow the 80-20 rule. 80% of outcomes come from only 20% of the activities. Identify the 20% and ignore the rest. So few people identify the 20% of activities, man, that they need to do. And they focus on the minutia, the easy stuff. Why? Because uh, the easy stuff is easy. It makes me feel accomplished that I'm doing the small stuff, organizing my desk, and you know, doing the small shit. It's, but it's meaningless, it, it, and that's the stuff that's not gonna move forward. Number 11, they delegate or outsource almost everything. Identify your unique ability, utilize it, and outsource everything, everything else. Have you ever read uh, The 4-Hour Work Week? Mm-hmm, Tim Yeah, there's a big piece of delegation in there. Right, like, The 4-Hour Work Week, you know, sum it all up, it's literally, you're delegating a lot of your stuff, or you're getting other people who are better at doing it, or you're training people to do this better, so you free up your time. Yeah. It's so much harder to do it, to delegate, because you have to train, but it's important. Number 12, they have work themes for days of the week. Create a set day of the week, schedule to focus on major areas, batch your tasks during the day. I totally do that. So on like Mondays, for example, um, I will do business development. Tuesdays, I focus strictly on shows, producing shows. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I focus on Create Your Age. Saturday, I focus on you know more like personal shit, free up whatever time I have. Sunday, back to like my shows. You know, So it's, it's literally, I will assign themes to days. Cool. Yeah, half of it, right? Uh, number thirteen, they touch things only once. If something will take less than ten minutes to complete, do it immediately. I like that. So don't touch it. like if you're gonna do that email, open it up and get it done. Get it out of your hair. Don't touch, touch that thing forever and, and let it sit there. Don't let it rot. Number 14, they have consistent morning ritual. Wake up early and give yourself 60 minutes for mental, physical, and spiritual health. I love that because most of the time what we do is we wake up first thing in the morning and we're literally rushing out the door. Yeah. Fuck, I slept in, I hit the snooze button. You know, like like uh, I hit the snooze button, now I gotta quickly brush my teeth. I don't have enough time mm-hmm. to, to work out in the morning. I don't have enough time to eat, to eat breakfast in the morning because you're, you don't have a morning ritual. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important. And number 15, they don't think about time. They focus on energy. Maximize your energy to maximize your productivity. Focus on sleep, focus on diet, focus on exercise, and take short breaks throughout the day. They don't think about time, they focus on energy. Again, this is what ultra-productive people do differently. Think about your energy. I love that. Like, So I can get more done, I'm a napper. I nap, man, I nap, and it's huge. I know it's lucky, I, I do feel lucky. <laughs> because I literally will set my timer for 25 minutes, I will allow myself five minutes to fall asleep, and I will put put the mask on. What do you mean, allow yourself <laughs> time, I don't know. What does that time mean? Time limit to fall asleep. Listen, if I don't fall asleep what in five does minutes, mean? you're out, Kalajiri. You're not sleeping tonight, baby. <laughs> Fire yourself when I fall asleep. You're to like, oh, okay, what, what, Maybe that's the wrong term. I. I plan in five minutes to fall asleep so I can get 20 minutes of naps. It's <laughs> so funny! I, I, <laughs> I feel like i am established his reactions, I'm like, oh no, it's what did so I say so this so time? It's upsetting, man. For someone who <laughs> struggles with sleep, it's so upsetting. Listen, if I don't fall asleep in five minutes, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Honestly, I'm happy but for you. Then I don't that. need that nap. i don't need that nap. I'm happy for Holy you, but <laughs> That's ridiculous. That is the honest truth, man, so I will literally... <laughs> For, for five, I'll set my timer, because yeah, my, my clients cool. client is to sleep for 20 minutes. I will set my timer for 25 minutes, and it'll go off, and after 25 minutes, I will fall asleep and I'll wake up with like five minutes left and I'm like, all right, there we go, rejuvenated. And my body literally goes to sleep and wakes back up. I check my ring and it says I fell asleep for 15 minutes. I was in, in a good sleep. I wake up and I literally feel good, man. Like the <laughs> focus on energy and now I have more energy <laughs> no, than No, it makes total sense. That's on on energy. thing. You know who calls it, um, Dan Pink calls it the nappuccino. Have, yeah, have, have a cappuccino yeah. first, go for a nap and by the time the caffeine kicks in, you're,
3: you're yeah, wide yeah. awake. I love that. I'd say that, but like, it's so—it's mind-boggling to me how some of the smartest, most productive, successful, whatever you want to call them, people that I respect are like, I protect my eight hours, and they're like, it's not eight hours in bed; like that's eight hours of sleep. If I no know reason. it takes me half an hour to get to sleep, then I'm going to bed yeah. eight and a half hours before I gotta wake up, right? Yeah. I'm like, I don't uh, do, do, you do get that much. Done? How, how do you yeah. like whatever? And just. It's amazing, but then when you do it, like, have you ever been up late working on a pro, or just working, like oh, doing yeah. your paperwork for your business or whatever? Like, I've been doing stuff on the computer, trying to catch up on my emails, and my brain just does not work as well. Right. So what might take me half an hour to accomplish later at night, if I just sacrifice 20 minutes of that, with the 20 minutes earlier, would take me 10 minutes in the morning. Yes. And it's like a net positive, you know, it's yeah. just, that's a, it's a waste of energy that's that's a really good point so yeah I, I, I yeah totally that's a really good point. I often tell myself, ah, thing I just I gotta get this gotta thing. get it done yeah it but take, it takes twice time. as long yeah yeah let's
0: talk about that for a second that's interesting too how do you
3: feel your energy levels are good bad normal you think like uh mine are pretty good I would say for the most part I know what negatively affects my energy and um, I am guilty of doing a lot of those things more often than I should get so, into it what do you think what, what
0: um, your Okay. Energy? Well, so
3: for one, shift work—that one I don't have yeah. as much control over. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I do have some control over it, but um, staying late, you can't control your shift work. You I can work. a little bit more than I do. Like oh. I can get rid of—I can—I can stabilize it. Let's put it that yeah. way. I can get rid of some of the variability, and not—not to mention there's opportunities to like get out of the shift work portion of my mm-hmm. job. And, I see. I see. I see. What it. mean, it's like big large. picture. Yes, yeah, exactly. But. um so let's, consider, let's take that one off of the table. Staying up late when I know I shouldn't be staying up late to sacrifice time to I like spend with the wife or whatever. Um, wine, like late at night before bed, I know negatively affects my sleep, but I'm like, something that I enjoy, so weighing yeah. out the positive and negative. Um, and then that whole just, I'm not always good at thinking about tomorrow, Arlen. like it's like right now I'm feeling pretty good so I wanna keep doing what I'm doing and I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, well, I'll, I'll be alright, like it'll, I, I could shake it off, I've done this before and I wake up in the morning, I'm like why, why did I do that, you know, that was foolish, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, yeah, so those are my reasons. And Do you feel that like you have Ample amounts of energy, or do you find that some days you're dragging your ass, like, or do you find that you don't drag your ass? A lot? I'm definitely dragging my ass, but I will say, regardless of how I feel, I don't let that affect the outcome. In fact, when I'm dragging my ass, I look at that as even more of a reason why I, it's like penance. Like it's like what he was talking about when you feel bad. I'm like, I feel like shit now. I now I deserve this. Like yeah. now I have to fucking go to the gym and push hard. Now I have to like be productive. I have to like. When I go out drinking, like especially if I'm a bag of shit, if I if Olena knows that I come in like smelling like alcohol, I'm like stumbling <laughs> in at three o'clock in the morning or <laughs> whatever. I wake up, I'm wiping the drool off oh. at six and I'm like, I'm getting up with the yeah. kid. This is gonna suck, but I'm waking her up, we're gonna play. You not know, like I'm not gonna let it affect my life. Oh. I'm just like making the decision to like I I did this to myself. Yeah, I feel I like shit. But now. yeah, this is my this is the payment. And maybe feeling shitty, maybe the the price that I have to pay will be enough to mm-hmm. make me not do it again. You know? That's like a great, that's a great I'm imprinting philosophy. this. Like this is gonna hurt. That's a really <laughs> yeah. good philosophy. So it is. You want to see what my penance was uh, a couple days ago? What did you have to do? Well, well I'll, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just show you my sleep. Ooh, How bad was that? Two hours and. F-
0: 56, 56 minutes.
3: minutes, that's enough! What look does the graph look
0: like? Oh, don't even look at the graph. It's awful. <laughs> what was your penance. So, what was the price you had to pay? Brad, for that, I literally said, You are not going to take today off. Yeah. You are going to eat <laughs> shit <laughs> it's today. Gonna suck. Yeah, you're going to eat shit yeah. today, and you are going to push through your day just like any other. And I, I was actually thinking about Jocko Willings' philosophy of just yeah. show up, right? What was it? Um, um, you know, what do you do on the days where you don't feel like going and doing it? I go anyways. You know, yeah, I, I, get up you and go and I go anyways. Anyway. Yeah. So I literally woke up with that and I was like, I go anyways. Go he's like, I go through the motions. Don't I work on the project? I hammer on the project. Like yeah. all that shit. So I'm like, okay, man, like I feel like shit, but I gotta do this. Yeah. I could have canceled my meetings, I could have taken the day off, I could have slept in more, but I didn't. So that was my penance where I'm like, Oh my god, I'm literally dragging my ass for the day. And I went to bed at eleven o'clock that day to say, like, okay, man, that was a rough day so so. don't do it again man but you know what though like i i and it was a tough day it was a really really tough day and and, you know but you had the knowledge that you brought it on yourself that was my day twice
3: last week twice
0: yeah so so your energy so
1: for you it's like how how do you maintain your energy honestly my energy levels are definitely low um i i felt like that for a, a long time but i just like i'm just i do it anyway I just, I just, I have to, like, like even today, for example, you know, I was on the, I was on the field for nine hours and I had an hour and 45 minutes after getting off the field to eat, shower and get here. And I still, still Mm -hmm. got no a workout, like, cause I just, I have to. Yeah. I have to so yeah. I just I just make I push through yeah. yeah so yeah, you know what I'll if really you're really working quickly.
3: harder but not smarter like what if you could address the energy level like do the things you know you should be doing through so the energy my, level. Energy to levels, more my energy levels, levels are
1: low because I struggle with sleep um, uh, so it's not necessarily in your control you think? It think it, it definitely is like you said late drinks definitely um, mm-hmm. uh, late eating uh, but uh, for example I thought I did everything right yesterday and mm. I woke up in the middle, I woke up at 3am and I could not go back to bed, I was just just wide awake and I didn't fall back asleep till 5am and then I gotta be on the field at 7.30 in the morning yeah. so it's just like, for 9 hours sure. so it's just like this it's just, it's like it's something that I'm trying to fix really badly and I just so I'm not gonna like, I have these priorities I have to work out, I have to do this, I have to do this, you know, I have to come, I have to come for this
3: right. and I'm just it's just like it, is,
1: it is, for me, it is what it is. I do it anyway. It's just like, okay. You
0: may not have the energy. And I love that you said that because I think that maybe um, as people watch this or they listen, they think that, oh, these guys are just lucky. Why? Because, oh, they don't understand. They're young. They're healthy. they got tons of energy. Uh, talk to me when you get to my, Sean Henry, right? Great, great. Cal, Jerry, Thomas, you just wait until that. you get to my age. When that's, you're my age, you been talk to
3: me. For 15 years. Right? <laughs> and
0: so I, I worry that there's people out there who are giving us an objection right now. They're saying like, oh, you guys are just lucky, you have energy. At the end of the day, I'm drained. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to go and work on that that project. I don't have time to go work that second job. But literally, you're sit- like, and I know this, so I kinda wanna bring it up, is that you struggle with energy, and yet you do it anyways. And you don't make excuses, you know? That- it
1: makes me happy.
0: Yeah, it does. Progress makes you happy. Well, progress makes everybody happy. Right? But it's just like,
1: I, I try to be, I try to analyze my life, and I don't wanna make excuses. So it's like people say, like, when I blew up my knee for the first time. Oh, are you done with sports? Why would I be done with sports? Yeah. My legs still work. And he blew his you know? knee a second time. You
0: <laughs> sports yet? I'm not done with sports. Okay, guys, we got to talk to you for a second. Okay. Maybe you should be you should done with sports. Be done with sports.
3: Certain sports. Hell, yeah, I'm going back to football.
0: No, man, stop playing basketball.
3: I'm gonna look better. Taking a roller derby. Like,
0: what? what are you doing?
3: I'm gonna look better and
0: more calmer you know, than I did. And, three, and then, three and then three this, man, this man this man's showing us at like the ninja gym. I'm like, why are you on the ninja gym? <laughs> He's on the spider wall, just <laughs> I'm like, this is a disaster waiting to happen. Do four me four weeks
1: after surgery. Yeah. That was, oh. that was in Texas, four weeks after yeah.
3: the surgery. I'm like, oh my lord, this is not gonna end. well. the doctor told me I shouldn't. Yeah, man. That's
0: it's funny. But uh no, so again, it comes back to where we first started this conversation, which is why do we yeah, not because they do... told me I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. part, part of it. <laughs> fuck it, I did it anyway. I'll show you. Yeah, oh. yeah. but uh, it's funny, but there's so many different reasons. Spite, like... Why... Here's an example. I'm going to bring this back then. Um, I hate to bring this up. Ah, fuck, I'm not going to bring it up. I don't want to give it attention. Um, there's certain shows out there where... Somebody's getting revenge on their ex, and they're getting their best body. People can probably figure out who it is, but I'm not gonna say who it is. But there's people out there where you know they break up with their spouse or their boyfriend, their girlfriend, and all of a sudden now they have motivation. Now I'm gonna be in the best shape of my life to make them jealous. Why? They internalized. They felt that they had a big enough reason why. Fuck. Like if that—that's what I'm—I'm gonna gonna literally walk away from this and be obsessed that and that. How can I? Ask a better question. How can I be more influential to create that reason why? Maybe I can't, but I'm gonna ask myself a better question to come up with better ideas and, 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 and find better research to understand how to be more compelling so that when I'm talking to somebody, I can literally plant a seed that will turn into what that woman did, where she's like, I am going to be in the best shape of my life to make this guy
3: feel like he lost the most sexiest woman in the world. I, I think you're onto something, though. I think you're right with your asking questions thing. Like, But it takes a certain amount of self-awareness on the person that you're asking those questions of to know that these are these are my reasons, and I feel this. And it doesn't have to be like because science said, but a lot of people are just looking at it from like... An objective perspective third person this is why I know I should be doing this but like what do you feel why do you feel do you like feel? you should be doing it like mm. what have what do you do you, do you th- think of yourself as a person who does burpees every morning no well why not like mm. you know what I mean like how do you identify as a person who does the thing that you think that you should be doing or mm. do you because if you don't there's nothing I could say that's gonna convince you that you should yeah my reasons of do, for doing the things that i should do are very different than your reasons my reasons for getting into working working out for instance were like very vain they're not mm-hmm. even the reasons that i have today mm-hmm. but at the time who cares i don't give a shit what the reasons were what's important to me is that i did it anyway and now the reasons change i saw the benefits and it's like yeah i can feel good about it you know it's like steve steve's story right well, how he got into working out it was
0: just he got into it because it, it was vanity yeah He was like i just want to look good i yeah. want to look better than everyone else in the gym um so who is it? Todd Cashton wrote a book called The Upside of Your Dark Side. So, we all have dark traits. There's all dark, dark, negative emotions, like anger, for example. Anger is a bad thing. Everyone associates anger with bad things, but anger be good, can be a good thing. Sure, yeah. It's good right? fuel. It yeah. can be a good fuel. It can be uh, good when negotiating. Um, yeah. it, uh, um, uh, psychopathy. It's good when you're f- like physically threatened, maybe. Yeah. Sense. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Psychopathy, even, right? Where, where if you're a psychopath, I have psychopathic tendencies. Um, and that's a good thing. Surgeons, you have more psychopathic tendencies than all of us because why? You you literally will run into the face of danger, right? Surgeons, cops, firefighters, operating room nurses, operating room nurses they have a higher Sleeping level of, of psychopathy. So when it comes back to negative emotions, like feeling guilty, like, ugh, like like cognitive dissonance that's why when I don't work out I literally am like oh god this is not me because I've formed an identity of who I am now I'm like this is not who I am I'm not somebody who sits there and not work doesn't work out um, so negative emotions can drive you maybe to have action negative things can have positive side effects this woman having a divorce with her husband and saying she's gonna like that she, she turned sadness into something positive she turned anger into something positive um, people will look at themselves in the mirror and turn disgust into complete motivation There's something to that too, where it's like, I want you to. Maybe sometimes people need to hit rock bottom. They need to feel sad. Maybe people need to be fired from my program in order to get that like extra push. Some people, for sure, yeah. Yeah, that little bit of adversity, you know. So I also don't want to make people. I, I I want to plant a seed for people to also say like, if you have hit rock bottom, if you did fall off the wagon. Feel shitty about that, and I want you to fucking dwell on that shittiness. I want you to think about why you feel shitty. I want you to feel embarrassed about who you are, like why you got here. You know what I mean? Like,
3: like pictures and posts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm gonna post online. Take <laughs> yeah, a. I'm a yeah. useless
3: shame. Yeah. shame. Shame, 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 <laughs> uh, shame. You know, but true, seriously, when, when you when That's you look that, right. well, I'm like, I should be embarrassed. This is fucking embarrassing, right? You know?
0: Yeah,
3: man. Like, even yourself.
0: I'm going to use you as an example again. When you got back from Vegas, when you were a hardcore poker player and you got back to Vegas, I never saw you, but he saw you and you, you right? I saw like someone. <laughs> I saw someone. I don't know who it was. Someone who ate him. Apparently.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you
3: <laughs> I I never wish been, I've, pictures, never, I've
0: never been to Vegas. I wish there were pictures. Who
3: are you talking I've about? Never, I've never been to the States.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking it's about. That's in America, right? Yeah, I've, I've never, never been, been there. have no idea what this place is. Poker, <laughs> what is this? But you came back feeling like a, like a disgusting piece of shit because you let yourself go. And at that point in time, I remember you've told us a story before where you're like, Yeah, I was Mike. injured, man. Good. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it's a good no. time. Let me, let me alone. always no, making excuses. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> But yeah. you felt crap you could have done two things for yourself. This is what this is the, the fork in the road that a lot of people go through in life. The either accept this is who I am, right? Which is um, I, I went there, I had fun, this is the way I am, I'm fat I, now. I was not that guy. <laughs> yeah, but then but then what spurred you on? Because no offense, like you you didn't work out at that time. You were playing poker, well, you about injured.
1: But yeah, it, it's the lifestyle. It's very negative. That's one. That's why I got away from that lifestyle. Ah, so then what, what happens? I chose, that's why I chose a different path. And you know, th- like I talked about it a few episodes ago, how uh, the money I was making didn't matter anymore. I, I wanted to be healthier. I wanted to be in a better environment.
0: And so you changed your environment. What'd you do? You moved back from move back, back home from Vegas. This is what I want to talk about. If you surround yourself, you are the average of the five people you hang around with most. By nature, I've said this, and that I feel lucky that I I surround myself with with good people because you guys raise me up. And I hope that a part of me raises you you guys up. You guys up. I know you do. You know? And so that to me is is really important. Who do you hang around with? That's why people love coming to the program because they're like, I don't have anybody in my life to push me. And I'm like, that sucks. When I don't work out, I will literally think like, of Rico walking into the gym, you know, on the day that you buried your dad. And I was like, fuck, like, what is my excuse? What's my problem? The man's got two knee surgeries. What's my problem? Like, I, don't have, I, don't, I, I, I am I am. am weak <laughs> if I am making an excuse. So I will literally, I will, like, to the day that I, that I die, I will always remember that, that imagery of me using the cable crossing and seeing you walk in. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, it literally hit me like a ton of bricks where I'm like, results, not excuses. This man had no excuses. I'll think about, you know, like you, where your philosophy of like, it's not a matter of, of, of if I work out, it's a matter of when. And I will use that as fuel. The people I surround myself lift me up and raise my standards. The people you hang around will either make you feel, ah, oh, man, it's okay, take take the week off. You've been working mm-hmm. hard, right? Or they're gonna be like, take the, the gym, week off. Yeah. Go to the gym again? Yeah. yeah, man, but that's like three yeah. times a week. Go slow, man, and that's don't the jump thing into too. it. like
1: I, I talked about earlier. For me, physical activity is is what I need to do. It, it helps me mentally you know and Mm -hmm. it it helps me bounce back from these situations and it's so easy to make that excuse be like like oh i should just i I should just lay in bed today why like what's that gonna do to me that's just gonna make me sadder and then the next day you know it's just it's just gonna propel the snowball effect of of sadness and then you have people you i go to work and people why are you at work you should be home take the week off like
0: Okay, shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, don't, you, you, you don't get it. What do you know? Yeah, like, totally. Like you don't, you don't understand how I live my life. Yeah, and this is where I think it's interesting. Like we're using fitness as lot of examples, but I'm if just you want
3: to be, say, I hope it's not coming across the, as a bunch of jocks you're talking right now. The physical activity we're talking about is like a microcosm for life, Correct the challenges yes. that you face there. If you want to become uh, a better student,
0: then hang around people who are more studious. Yeah. If you want to become uh, more athletic, hang around people who work out more. If you want to become a better business person, hang around with people who are better in business than you are. You've said this before, but I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I, would, I want to be the dumbest person in the room so I can learn from everybody, so you guys can literally pull me up, raise me up, um, set higher standards and the fact that if you want to become someone who you are currently not hang around the people who currently are who you want to be and that will raise you up and that to me is so huge like you want to talk about building resilience like you're you're building your confidence you're committing to creating a different lifestyle you know you are controlling your life by making decisions who to hang out with and who not to hang out with um you know for me i i look at all this you it's so beneficial to hang around people who will lift you up, and that's why I say, like, I have a great circle, but I'm always looking to expand my circle by incorporating new people into it. I, I'm never going to leave this circle, obviously, because the circle is 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 30 years in the making, and it fills me up to um, uh, to become a better person. But it's always like, you guys aren't going to be able to help me in certain aspects of business. So that's why I have to surround myself with people in business. We had this conversation outside after dark, kind of thing, where I was I texted you afterwards, and I said. You asked for our advice on something and I said, it's out of my league, guy. I'm stepping out of my lane. You literally have to open up your circle and go invite somebody else in who's going to add better stimulus. I can give you my opinion for sure, but I can guarantee you my opinion is not as valuable as somebody else's who lives and breathes that. So if you're trying to increase or improve aspects of your life, whether it's fitness, finances, business, career, schooling, surround yourself with people who are already where you want to be. And I think that's another way of doing it. It's it's It's... Again, it comes back to why we don't do what we know we should do. Maybe we don't have enough people pushing us or pulling us. I think it's a big piece to it, the community you belong to. I think that's, that's something very powerful that is, is really important. If you hung around a whole bunch of lazy people, then ah, never mind. Yeah. I think that's a good example because you've already formed the habit at that point. So, yeah.
3: You know what? Um, the other thing that just came to mind, too, is that Dr. Phil thing that I was telling you guys about. Like, I'm not a big, I'm not at all, up not up a little there. Dr. Phil. In general, and I have no opinion now yeah that thing where he was talking about like you know how we judge others by like if you say that you are a good poker player i'm going to judge you by the stats and all that kind of stuff correct you say you're a good poker player i'm going to judge you by your stats your score as you should but we also do that with ourselves, and i didn't realize that we judge ourselves by our track record for me to say that i am uh more than average physically active person, I'm looking back and thinking about all those days that I, past Arlen, have gone to the gym, when my peers were, you know, asking me to come out and play and all that kind of stuff, so it's not like you're thinking about yourself and how you feel about working out and all that kind of stuff, like you're actually judging yourself by the tangible results that you've produced, and I thought that's so interesting because, again, I'm always thinking about like how do I leverage this, how do I take advantage of this, and we talked about this before and a fake it till you make it. Do I believe in that? Yes. And a lot of that comes down to what we just talked about the stories that we tell ourselves. So sometimes for me to acquire any new habit or start doing something that I know I should be doing is to tell myself that I am the type of person that does that thing. I don't have to voice that to anyone. I don't necessarily have to create the social contract, but to say that I am an archer and just start, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I need to prove that to myself. I need to do certain things that support that belief that I've told myself I am. You're making it a part sort of your identity. Way. I've incorporated it into yeah. who I am. So I haven't done anything, but now I need to support that belief. It mm-hmm. creates the cognitive dissonance intentionally. Now I need to support the co- the belief that I'm an archer. I'm getting out there and I'm shooting 10 arrows a day. I'm like, fuck yeah. There's the,
0: but there's the difference, though. The difference is the positive self-talk. We, in this world, do not have... We are not brought up to have this positive self-talk. Well, maybe you are. No, don't brush a stroke, but uh, 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 brush people brush with broad a broad stroke. Brush. I believe that far too many of us have negative self-talk where we're like, It's very easy I'm to not good enough. Something. I'm very stupid. Easy. I'm shitty. I'm not healthy. I'm fat. I'm dumb. You know, I'm lazy. How is that serving you? Don't do that to yeah. yourself. Seriously. You're literally, you, what we talked about before, the vegans and forming an identity, and that's a big piece to it. You're saying, I'm an archer. This is who I am. Yeah, this yeah. is why I am. I'm an archer now. So, I'm a novice archer mm-hmm. and I'm on my way to becoming an experienced archer. What story am I telling myself? I'm the lead actor in my story and I'm, you know, in this thing, learning and missing the bear, missing the bear, missing the bear. But at the end of the story, I'm nailing that bear right between yeah. the eyes every yeah. single yeah. time. Kill shot. Same you know? in I'm the name. neighborhood. Yeah, I got I to gotta put that, between that between shot the eyes, up that, there. Is that where you shoot? <laughs> is that where <what> you
1: shoot? <laughs> is that shoot from there? Yeah. Between
0: the eyes? <laughs> but I like that, though, because you're forming an identity about who you are because you have positive self-talk. And that's a huge takeaway too, is the fact that we have so much negative self-talk in our minds, where it's just like, I'm not good enough, I'm not this, I'm not that. How's that helping you, man? Mm. It doesn't help you, and you literally have to lie to yourself, even though you don't feel like it. You're like, I'm an archer. In your mind, you're like, well, I know I'm just starting as an I archer, but I want to bow and arrow. I want to bow and arrow, but but <laughs> you're sure. backing it up with the action. You know what I mean? And I think that's really important but it's just like, this for is, anyone. It's,
3: it's how you it's how you define it. Like I'm always curious about how people define themselves. Like. Mm. If you had to say the statement, I am a blank, how would you fill that in? Like to the average person who you don't know, what is more informative for getting to know a person? I am a blank. That's interesting. And what are the first three adjectives that come to mind? For me, it might be a father, Um, whatever, air traffic controller, you know, like all these different things and and how I define myself says a big part about what my priorities are on a day-to-day basis. Hmm. These are the things that I'm working in support of. A lot of my... 1,400, however many minutes, are in support of defining myself as that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. How many of us do that?
0: If I don't do that. In my mind, I'm like trying to figure it out. I was going to ask him, be like, "What do you think?" and "What do I think?" I don't even know the answer to that. And I should know the answer to that. What am I? I have some silly answers. It's going to change over time, but, yeah, like of course it's going right And this comes yeah. back to, this comes back to what we were talking about many episodes ago. Purpose. Yeah. What's your purpose? I believe that if you're able to identify your purpose, maybe you should ask yourself that question. I'm gonna actually take that and, and, and incorporate it into my purpose module. I am a blank.
3: What am I? It's okay. a great question. Philanthropist. Yeah, it's
0: What great What question. have
3: you done or what are you going to do to support that notion of yourself? That's if that's something question. that you've internalized, you're gonna to work towards it. I love it. You're gonna become man. it. Even if you're not it right now, the fact that you have told yourself it. So when I talk about
0: forming an identity, that's a great question to ask in terms of, how do I start to form an identity? What am I? Yeah. And then you'll identify like, Hopefully you identify something positive, like I am a piece of shit. Nah, <laughs> 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 you missed out on the whole purpose Fine. of the exercise. Yeah, exactly, like no, no, <laughs> you know, like something positive. Like, what do I want to become? Yeah. I am a what? I am a archer. And
3: if it is negative, that's worth knowing as well. Like, yes, yes, yes. You know if, what I mean? If like that's all you can come up with? Sure, yeah, yeah. That's something that we need to work on. Mm-hmm. That is something that we need to change. Yeah. So that's interesting. So it's like if, I am... If, if a negative thing is all you can come up with, I think that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> as long as if
1: you're able to awareness right? Turn that yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, now you're writing your story. Now that's
3: you're writing your story. story. Yeah. Like you can't just yeah. bury your head in the sand. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's like, take It's talk, It's like it's again going back to let's just talk financial for a second. Like a lot of people's solutions to their budgeting problems is to never take stock of where they are. They don't know what their net worth is. They don't know exactly how much they're in debt because it's it's scary the person who knows they're overweight they don't want to step on the scale to see what that number is but you have to know where you are who you are to make changes to work towards where you want to go you have to know where you're starting right as silly as it it sounds it's kind of um counterintuitive
0: but the more you actually focus on your negative situation the the more that you know about it the more you track it but then if you put a plan in place the more you'll get better so for example if you are overweight then you step on the scale, you see you're overweight. <clears throat> start there, put a plan in place, like face it. Face the, the difficulty of you yeah. saying like I am overweight and do it, deal with it. Face the debt and say, I am $250,000 in debt. God, this is painful. What am I gonna do to get through it? Create a plan that gives you hope that moves that number down. Yeah. As you start seeing that number down, you're like, ooh, progress, I'm getting excited. Like this is great, I'm making great progress. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it is, um, relationships, I can't find true love, cool then how many dates did you go on this year? You know, yeah. like like whatever it is, try to figure it out, try to like quantify
3: it almost. And I kind of like that. And lose the, the value judgments. If you consider yourself an overweight person, you might be overweight, the average weight being, for a male, let's say 160 pounds, right? If I am 300 pounds, there's a lot of value judgments associated with that. I don't want to see that number 300 because that means I am worth less than someone who weighs 160 pounds or whatever. Let's lose those value judgments. I am a 300-pound person. We want to work towards I am a 280-pound person. How do we work towards that? That doesn't mean you're worth any less because you're 300 pounds today. Lose the value judgments. Let's focus on the objective. Work towards it. You know, I like too, that you've said that's this really cool. It is cool.
0: I like that. And I also like the stimulus that you brought way back when, when um, it wasn't even here, it was elsewhere <clears throat> right now. I am 300 pounds right now. Yeah. I am $250,000 in debt right now. It, it makes it seem, it makes it go from concrete to fluid. And it's like, well, I am mad right now. Um, if I say I am, I am depressed, that's forming an identity. I am what? I am depressed. This comes back to what you said like, I am depressed. Mm-hmm. Or I am depressed right now. Oh, Okay, so right now almost gives it like a way out. It's not a it's not a brick wall It's an open tube, and it's like okay good the, the feelings will flow through. I'm feeling sad right now I'm feeling depressed right now. I'm overweight right now. I'm in debt right now, but I'm coming out of this I'm mad, but I'm gonna be happy later on I'm in debt, but I'm gonna
3: I, I, I might be borrowing right now, but I will be lending later on and on the flip side you and I and him are good right now, but we're going to be shitty later on. It's all fickle. Exactly. It's all temporary. That's why we're, we're working on it right now. We're, we're trying to prepare ourselves for those inevitabilities. So. Yes, that's right. And realize that that's just a part of life. Yep. Yeah, it's Ebb and life. flow. Yep. I love it, boys.
0: Great discussion, but uh, we are definitely at 90 minutes, and I want right to keep ahead. this thing to 90 minutes, but again, this is this week's episode of Brain Shih Tzu, episode 11, where we're talking all about uh, why we don't do what we think we should do, and a good discussion, even though it's three of us still think we had a very high-quality discussion, and
3: We've got to make some changes, man. Holy <sighs> shit. <all right? laughs> man. I'm telling I
0: you. Am a I'm telling <laughs> yeah, you I am Drop down. Give me a hundred, guy. What are you doing? Seriously. Quit wasting time. Uh, thanks to uh, Shot in the Dark. This uh, was a good Cabernet Shiraz, and I love the story at the very back. That was a good That was good wine, yeah. Ripe and round blackberries conspire with flavors of plum and cinnamon spice before intertwining with notes of brooding red berries and fresh brewed coffee. Impressive length and structure with a seductively soft and lingering finish. I love everything about this. They have another bottle, too. I'm gonna pick up the other bottle for next week. Shot in the dark, yeah, really good you one. one guys. <laughs> yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, I just want a case. Exactly. Uh, just want a case. Uh, ah, shit, hold on, before I finish up, I gotta finish this up. Top takeaway today, guys. Golden nugget from the episode today. What's your top golden nugget? What's the top takeaway? For me, um, my top takeaway was, um, fuck, there's so many of them, though. So many of them. I really like the, it came at the very end. But it's the one that literally lit a light bulb for me was the, I am a what. It's this whole question of identity. What's your identity? What's your purpose? Who do you think you are? I am a vegan? Cool. Then I'm going to act like a vegan. I'm an an archer. Then I'm going to act like an archer. It literally sets you up to behave a certain way.
3: So I love that. Love that share. For me, it was, um, I don't remember who made the point, but just thinking about this constant tension between the different versions of ourself, you know what I mean? Like past us present us and future us how we like those are different people it's not just Mm -hmm. different versions it's like those are and how do we reconcile what we're doing right now with setting our future self up for success like that's something that i think we talked about before battling and that comes down to why don't we do what we need to do i'm literally just valuing myself right now more Mm -hmm. than the person i'm going to be tomorrow so cool how do i how do i switch that around love that. It's going to be lingering with me for a bit love that how about you um, the right now part
1: was really cool, but uh, I think just consciously deciding how you're going to allocate your time in every in in a day um being really aware finding reflecting on the things that you want to change about yourself you make those goals like make goals, be realistic about them reflect on how you're going to change them and then change is hard change is scary right it's change can be very very terrifying so and it, it often could be, we, we talked about, you know, whether it's physical activity associated with pain, find that, that pleasure in what you
0: want to change. Love Find that pleasure, work towards it. Love it. Great takeaways, boys. Great takeaways. Again, that's episode 11 for Brain Jiu Jitsu. We got a condensed crudity, we got the three amigos, but uh, great discussion nonetheless. We have Arlen Gray with uh, Arlen Gray on Twitter, myself, Ryan Calajari, Cut the Crap Show, Create Your Eight, and we have my man, Enrico DiThomasis. Hope you guys have a fantastic, productive-inspired week, and uh, we'll catch you back here next week on Bridge Jiu-Jitsu. Take it easy, everyone. Alright. That was good, guys. I liked it. It It's a really good discussion. Even three of us now have a good discussion. I mean, we always do, (laughs) (laughs) obviously. We've been doing it for years, but...